0: Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirits and spirit decks in the world of Magic the Gathering. On this episode, there was a deck that was hibernating, and guess what? Somebody poked it. And now it's awake, and I hope you have 15 scrolls to help defeat it. And then, Watsy. Watsy once again creates controversy, starts pissing people off, and you know what? I agree with Watsy. And finally, I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme, that's right, in my shout out section. Did you make it? I hope so, because I'm rooting for all of you. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get this episode started, shall we? Let's go. ladies and gentlemen for joining me on this episode i am your host the one and only dwight aka d blanco a medium now where's an extra extra large you can reach me on twitter at mtgectoplasm please follow also i got myself an email mtgectoplasm at gmail.com let me know how you're doing am i doing a good job am i doing a bad job or i shouldn't quit my day job And then finally, mdgectoplasm.com, where I have my short yet extensive library where you can listen to all my content there. Also, if you want to donate to the show, which I'm always looking to upgrade my equipment, you can do that there. Or if you want to sponsor this episode or any other episode from this point on, you can do that there, ladies and gentlemen. And it doesn't have to deal with money. Ooh. And ladies and gentlemen I want to thank you The hundreds The thousand plus of you Listening to this show I 100% appreciate it And I am humbled So Wherever you're listening to this podcast They have that follow subscribe button Hit that for me alright Because I'm not charging you And I I don't mind So do me a favor Do that Hit that button for me I would gladly 100% appreciate it So So, ladies and gentlemen, the pleasantries are over and done with. I've done what I had to do. I've said my homework. And now time, time to discuss this bear. Now, I've seen this bear in different iterations. And about a year and a half ago, this deck was making noise, and it was a red-green deck. A red-green deck. But then something happened, and I guess Strixhaven came out, and people were like, hmm, Prismary Command, it might work in this deck. So I do see several Prismary Commands in these decks, but the unfold, you know, it's kind of weird that there was a modern challenge, all right, May 15th, and this deck came in fourth place. And this is one of the iterations that did not have the Prismary Command. Okay, so I'm making you aware there are prismary commands out there. So keep an eye out on eye out there for it. But this particular deck list that I, I'm gonna be discussing today does not. All right? And this deck is through the breach. Now, you're gonna be like, come on, Toy. You can't be serious. Through the breach is back? Oh yeah. I, I decided to go on Thursday and go, let me look at the top listings, because you know I'm I gotta do an episode on Sunday and put it out Monday. Let me let me see what's out there. And it was the second most popular deck on Thursday. I, I couldn't believe it. I was stupefied. I was like, oh my god, Emrakul is back. He's back again. And who can save us? And then today, I look again, and it's the fourth fourth most popular deck in modern. So it's it's trending a little down. So I'm okay with that. I, I, I'm not going to poo-poo that. But this is a deck you need to keep an eye out on. Okay? In Spanish, we say, ponga ojo, keep an eye out. So I'm going to run down the deck for you. I'm going to go, you know, as we go along, I'm going to discuss certain cards. So you go, hmm, okay, okay, okay. So creatures, it has a total of eight creatures, and you guess well, You guess what's in there. Think a wild guess. I discussed one of them. That's Emrakul, the Ion's Torn, 15 mana. But you know, I know, we both know. Hell, anyone else who's listening to this podcast around you knows Nobody's paying fifteen. Nobody. Emerald is going to make a mystical, magical appearance and go, "Here I am." And now, weep. Right? But we're spirit players. We don't weep. We do wailing. Now, the other creature we have in this deck is four Snapcaster Mages. Why? Why wouldn't we? Or why would? Why wouldn't we put Snapcaster Mage in here? Right? Because I'm going to explain to you, before I continue, what this deck is. In the early game, this deck is a control deck. It's trying to set up its board state so you can't do nothing. Nada. All right? It's expecting you to go, oh, man, this sucks. Uh, He's destroying my creatures. Oh, he's removing them. He's countering. Oh, uh, she's doing this. She's doing that. Oh, oh, what is me? That's what's going on a snapcaster mage comes in handy because of the following 28 spells and of course number one on this 28 spell list is what lightning bolt it's bad enough our creatures are like one toughness or maybe two toughness with the exception of who spell queller in supreme phantom which is three toughness but yeah ladies and gentlemen it's there so we got to deal with it and remember Remember, ladies and gentlemen, we do have Hexproof. We can give Hexproof to our creatures, so so that's something to be happy about. Then they have four Ops, four Remand, four Archmage Charms. Now you're going to go Archmage charge. Come on, man. That's three solid blue mana. Let me explain to you why they're playing that three, three solid blue mana. Ready? Because they can choose... Which way they want to go? Oh, they can counter a spell, they can draw two cards, or gain control of a target permanent with converted mana cost one or less. So, if they take away our Aether Vile, that sucks. Just, Just throwing it out there, man. Ladies and gentlemen, just throwing it out there. Then, they have four... Valakut Awakening. Okay, I don't like this card. Why? Because to me, it's like a one-sided wheel of fortune, or a, a windfall in a good way for them. Why? Because let me read you the card. It's a one red and two generic. All right. It put any number of cards from your hand onto the bottom of your library, then draw that many cards plus one. So basically, they get to cycle out and figure out what cards they need to get their combo piece. And what what I find comical is that in the early game, if they don't have red mana, they can use the other side of this card because it's a, it's a dual-sided module, a modal, sorry say, land card that comes into play tapped. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. On the other side is Valakut Stoneforge. Comes on the plate tapped. So don't let any individual in front of you go, oh, he comes in the play untapped. No, 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 no. No. Sorry. Comes in the plate tapped, my friend. And no cheaty. So this is one of the cards they got benefited from Zendakar Rising. Then they get four cryptic commands why not why not if we already have art mages charm for cryptic command that's nothing why because they get the counter spells they get to return a target permanent back to their owner's hand or if not they tap all our creatures that we control and then draw a card now tap all creatures your opponent controls that's bad for us ladies and gentlemen i'm going to explain to you a little later but that that one's that really hurts us okay because basically we can lose the game with that and then finally through the breach and through the breach let me read it for you okay if you're unaware it's four generic mana and a four i'm sorry four generic mana and a red it's an instant with his arcane i don't know why arcane is necessary but it has arcane and it reads you may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield notice how i said emerald is not going to come out with 15 mana." that creature gains haste that sucks sacrifice that creature at the beginning of the next end step thank you sweet baby jesus and then If you want to splice onto our arcane card, you can pay two generic mana and two red. And you may cast an arcane spell. You may reveal this card from your hand and splice it to it. If you do, add this card's effect to that spell. Realistically, that that ain't going to happen. More than likely, what's going to end up happening is that through the breach. Now, WotC, I don't know why in their infinite wisdom, decided to tell us how to make this deck. They literally instructed us just on the card image alone in Ultimate Masters. You don't believe me? Look at the art. Look at the art in the uh, uh, Ultimate Masters card version. Why? Because you see this giant Emrakul in the right-hand side. And then who do you see on the lower left-hand side? Extreme lower left-hand. Oh, it's, it's... No, it couldn't be, right? Stabcaster Mage, he's right there. And then you have a whole bunch of lightning bolts flying all over the place. They're basically explaining to you how to do this card, how to play this deck. Thank you, Wizards. Why don't you make a card and tell me how to play Spirits Still? Just saying. Humbly saying. Now, what sucks about this is the fact that it's one red, for generic. So, unfortunately for us, our spell queller does nothing, nada. Untouchable. So we have to figure ways around through the breach. How do we do it? Hopefully you have, you know, you pray a lot and you have rosary beads now let's keep on going to the next card shall we they have two artifacts which is engineered explosives okay it's an xx card sorry just an x card sorry and basically it says sunburst this enters the battlefield with a charge counter on it for each color of mana spent to cast it so fortunate for us it's a red and blue deck and only a red and blue deck So guess what it's casting? Red and blue. So it's only going to have two counters. So two sunburst counters on it. But then it reads this. Tab two generic mana. Sacrifice engineered explosives. Destroy each non-land permanent with the converted mana cost equal. Equal to the number of charge counters on engineered explosives. So, if you have Spectral Sailor, doesn't do anything to him. If you have Mausoleum Wonder, does nothing to him or her. Skyclave Apparition, does nothing to her. Drunk School Captain, does nothing to him. And then finally, Spellcaller, does nothing to it. Nothing to it at all. But everything in between, yeah, it does i have a problem with this card ladies and gentlemen because once again one of our key cards to help us win this match is affected there so let me keep on going we got to go to the lands ready there's 22 lands with the exception of the four uh uh velicut stone forges that are in the main Okay, because like I said, it's a dual dual mode. It's a module card, and they have four cascading bluffs, seven islands, one reflecting pool. Then they got a river guide pathway, spiral bluff canals, and two steam vents. Now, some of you are going to go on, holy crap! They don't have fetch lands. I know it actually surprised the hell out of me too. I'm like, wouldn't you want to thin out your deck? Why the hell would you not want to thin out your deck to get that? (coughs) (coughs) Makes no sense. But there's a reason for it. It's in the sideboard. We'll keep it moving. In the sideboard, they have two flame slash. Deals 4-2 target creature. They have two Aether Gusts. Since we don't play red or green, it doesn't bother us. Then, they have Anger of the Gods. Okay, this bothers us. This bothers us a lot. Because once again, it deals 3 damage to each creature well since our creatures are (laughs) one two and three toughness we gotta pray that we get our lords out quick asap or if not we have the uh selfless spirit in hand or on the battlefield and save ourselves they have two mystical disputes one uh vidalian click and then a pista resistance. I hope you're ready for it, ladies and gentlemen. Four. Madcap Experiment. Now you're gonna go, what the hell? Madcap experiment. Why should I care about a Madcap experiment? Because it, it, it's another combo, ladies and gentlemen, that's in the sideboard. And it's this to platinum imperion now if you don't know what platinum imperion is it's an eight mana artifact creature golem it's an eight eight and it reads in the text area your life total cannot change so if that thing hits the board just pick up your cards say okay no mas no more cannot be done So, how does this work with Madcap Experience? Well, let me read it to you. It reads, Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an artifact card. Put that card onto the battlefield and the rest of the bottom of your library in a random order. Madcap Experiment deals damage to you equal to the number of cards revealed this way. Now, I know what most of you are going to say. Well, Dwight, look, it, it deals damage to them. I, I don't, There's a part of me that says, yes. But I've talked to several judges about this, and they quote-unquote tell me this, because of how it reads. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an artifact. Guess what? They're going to they're gonna reveal to you that golem put that card onto the battlefield so the golem hits the battlefield the rest of your uh on the battlefield and the rest of the bottom on the bottom of your library in a random order so the cards that you said okay bottom line then madcap experiment deals damage equal to the number of cards revealed this way well if you remember what the golem says your life total can't change. No damage lost. Now I've I had to argue with judges to go, is this right? That doesn't seem right. It doesn't feel right. It, 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 usually there's a colon, a hyphen, a separation where no. As the card is being played, it it works that way. Oh, because it comes in the play, it does this, it does that. Uh, if there's a judge out there and can tell me otherwise that I'm correct, that I think people are misplaying this card, please let me know. But according to every single judge out there, I'm wrong. They lose no life. So ladies and gentlemen, this is a really, 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 did I say really yet? Because it's an extremely tough matchup for us. Very tough matchup. Now, the only things that we can do in this matchup, honestly, is have Force of Negation in hand. I guess Pat the Exile, but Pat the Exile really doesn't do anything for us in that situation. In our sideboard, we'll probably be playing the Core Firewalker, Or the other card that Dr. Queller enjoys playing, which is... I'm trying to find it, Mr. Queller. Because I'm using my computer here. Dr. Queller or... Oh, he actually removed them. Okay, because there was the... uh, Oh, God. uh, The Kithkins. The three Kithkins. He decided to pull them out of his sideboard. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you know, it depends on your sideboard. You can put them in there, but you better pray for some protection from red to help you out. The other thing that can help us out again in this deck, this deck ma- matchup, is that we gotta be smart about spellqueller. We have to pick our poisons when we use spell queller. And we have to make sure that when we use spell queller, we ended up using the Aether Vial, or if not, the Cavern of Souls. Why do you say that, that way? Because Cryptic Command makes us tap our creatures. That really sucks. Why? Because the one key card that makes a huge difference in this deck, in our deck against theirs, is Shacklegeist. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, checklist. Why? Because if we tap him and two, oh, sorry, if we tap two untapped spirits, we get to tap Emrakul. Emrakul does nothing. No annihilator, nothing. Whatever you want to do, nothing. Nothing happens. Just making you aware of that, ladies and gentlemen. That's one of the key cards that saves our ass. The other cards that save our ass are cards that gives our creatures hexproof so they can't target our creatures at all. So you're going to go, Dwight, how do we beat this deck? Easy. And there's only one way. Ready? Put out your creatures as quickly as you can, smash them in the face, and react. Hold, hold, hold your cards. Hold your cards. Now you're going to go, what do you mean? What do you mean? Put out creatures as quickly as you can and hold. Hold your mausoleum wanderers. Pray the Lord that you have uh, uh, rattle chains in the play so you can flash it in and spell Queller. Everything else, you vomit out as quickly as possible. You vomit out as quickly as possible and try to get this individual's life as low as they can before they get through the breach. Because when through the breach hits, we can't do anything to the through the breach. There's nothing. The only card that we can do anything is what? Mostly a wanderer. That's why you say hold it in your hand. Because if we have a rattle chains on the board, boom, we've been on the play. Oh, you didn't, you didn't know we. Oh, oh, I I sacrificed it and I pay you the extra mana. Oh no, you don't have extra mana. Yay me! And then I gotta pray. They don't have, you know, Snapcaster Mage in their hand to recast it the following turn. I mean, this—that's the only thing I could tell you. It, it sucks to tell you. This hands down is one of the worst matchups we could ever have. I wish there was a way I could sit there and tell you this there's an easy way of dealing with this deck. Usually other decks, not a problem, but this is a control deck that basically has our number. It's going out of its way to sit there and, and, and mess with us. So with that being said, if you have an Aether of I'll turn one, no, th- no, no doubt in your mind. No thought. Well, put it on the board. Try to prolong how long you have the Cavern of Souls in your hand so they don't go, oh, i, I got to somehow get rid of that card. We want to make them unsure that you have Cavern of Souls because as soon as they see that, they're like, damn, I can't counter those creatures. As a creature-based deck, we got to play with their mind. So hate to bring you bad news, ladies and gentlemen, but this is a deck that's coming back. It's coming back hard. It's not a nice deck for us. We can beat this, but I hope you have a higher power that you can pray to when you face it. Just saying this is, I I, I want to say more, but there's nothing. And remember remember game two and three, remember the madcap experiment. They're going to sideboard that in. They have no choice. If you're going to come in, turn one, smash them as quickly as you can, they're going to do everything in their power to get Mad, madcap experiment in their hand. So, turn card, you remember these key cards, you got to remember. Ready? Wallachut's Awakening. Crypt Command through the Breach. Key cards you got to worry about even Engineered Explosives. Match 2 and 3, those same cards, and then Madcap Experiment and uh, Platinum Imperion. All right, I said my piece about that. Now you're aware of this deck. I wish you luck, ladies and gentlemen, that are playing in MTGO, and now things that are opening up here in, in New Jersey, things that were now, they said we can become maskless, which is, such a weird thought for me, but I'm so happy. So hopefully you'll eventually become ma- maskless as well and your LGSs will open up and we can all play paper and MTGO in arena together. Now it comes to the section, ladies and gentlemen, where Watsy ends up pissing off everybody. Except for me. And you're going to go Dwight. Why do you got to be that guy? Why do you have to be that individual who doesn't get angry, who doesn't get upset, that just goes, meh? Well, let me start with the card, and it's called Garth One Eye. It's the new one of the new cards that is coming out from Modern Horizons 2, or shall I say Merfolk Horizons 2, because Merfolk keep on getting some great cards great cards in their newest one mana with the kicker wow hey watsy if you're hearing we can use uh you know some cards over here for spirits especially with this uh through the breach matchup just saying so back to garth one eye he's a white he's a blue he's a black he's a red he's a green okay there's a lot of diversity in this guy five five legendary creature human wizard He reads, tap, choose a name card that hasn't been chosen among Disenchant, Brain Geyser, Terror, Shivan Dragon, Regrowth, and ready for it? Black Lotus. That's right, Black Lotus. Create a, create a copy of that card with the chosen name. You may cast the copy. You still pay its mana cost. Me personally, I love the flavor text here. A humble appearance belies a master skill. Just makes sense to me. So the what's going on? is Watsy Wizards of the Coast The Mothership has pissed off the player base. Why? Because Black Lotus is back. Now you're gonna go Twite. It's not officially back back because they did not and will not print tokens. Okay. The question is you need to ask yourself, why will they not print tokens? Why will they not print tokens on this card? It's not like they haven't reprinted cards from back in the day, you know, and here they are. I mean, there are cards out there that won championships that have, you know, certain images on them and are gold border. Am I wrong in saying this, ladies and gentlemen? Am I wrong, Watsy? But Watsy ended up making a promise to you, me, and everybody. Okay, they made a promise. And that promise was, listen, with the uh the the restrictive list, that list that cannot be printed, all those wonderful, wonderful cards from yesteryear. No, we're not gonna do it. And I applaud Watsi for it because they're upholding their promise to us. Now, I know you as the player base listening to me is like, no, I want a token. I want a token of Black Lotus. So do I. I would love to have a token of Black Lotus. But I'm happy. I'm, I'm really happy they didn't reprint it because to me that shows that they're true to their word. They're true to their word. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a collectible card game. The first part is collectible. If this card game was not collectible, this game would not be as popular as it is. You can't tell me that you get a wonderful shiny new card and it's full and you go, wow, look at this card. It's it's expensive. Oh my God, I got another pack. I'll take you back to Modern Horizons 1. I remember cracking a pack and there was a foil fo- uh foil force of negation. I lost my mind. I hit the golden ticket. I was like, "Holy crap. Yay!" I remember another time I was like some Zendikar block and then I end, I ended up getting the uh black blue the dual land black blue uh expedition land. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God, I got a black-blue Expedition Land? That's crazy. Once again, I hit the lottery ticket. Got the golden ticket. I think it was Amaket. I ended up opening it up, and guess what? Kind of funny. I talked about the same card today. Through the breach. Shiny and wonderful in, in Egyptian style. Yay, it was money. I mean, realistically, can, can we be honest with one another, ladies and gentlemen? It's nothing more than cardboard with art that means something to us because it has writing on it. That's all it is. I mean, I hate to break your bubble or bust it or whatever the phrase is. Let's be honest here. All it is is nothing more than cardboard rectangles with images and words. But because the fact that the, this game is collectible, it's worth something. It's worth some type of intrinsic value. So in the long term, when you decide to get, say, I'm done with Magic, you could sell your collection and not feel like you lost out, like you wasted your time. You don't believe me? Ask those, the, the people who play Magic right now that were in the 90s who played a game called Pogs. A stoop, a, a, a game with round disc that you played with a thing called a slammer. Never played it. I thought it was a bunch of nonsense. Why? Because there was no intrinsic value to it. But you look nowadays. You look right now, Michael, uh, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, rookie cards selling out the uh, out the wazoo. You have Pokemon where people are fist fighting each other outside of targets and Walmarts and Walmarts won't sell magic The gathering no more. Cause they're worried about this because magic, the gathering has intrinsic value. I'll tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, my card collection, my, my collection, I'm not going to tell you what it's worth, but you know what? It's covered under my house insurance. If my house burns down, guess what? I'm getting a pretty penny back because of my cards. And my wife made sure about that because she ended up finding the value and she wants me to sell some most of my collections to finish paying the mortgage, but I say hell no. I love my cards more than anything else. Not as much as my wife, but I love my more I love my cards. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I applaud Watsy for sticking to the guns and saying no. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we will not print. This is a collectible card game and the keyword is collectible. So we will keep the value of certain cards out there at a high level. Now, does that suck? Yes, because there's certain cards that I would love to play with. I don't own a single Moxon. I don't. I would love to own a Moxon. There are other cards that are, like, amazing cards that are, like, the Power 9. Like, Moxon Power, part of the Power 9. But it was just the point. I wish I could play with Power 9. That would be great. I would love to play vintage. What's stopping me is I'm not going to put put a second mortgage on my house to play it. So I go play formats that I can play. Modern. Pioneer. Historic. EDH, depending on who I'm playing against, because some of you guys out there, man, I could take a second mortgage out on some of your freaking EDH decks. I'm just saying. So if you're upset that Watsi decided not to sit there and make a token card for this, think of it as this. They're making sure the value of the card that you have in front of you today is still worth something. And ask yourself a simple question. How many companies out there actually keep the word? How many? I'll wait. Because most companies out there, they'll tell you what you want to hear, and then all of a sudden just go, "Mm," they'll back out of it and screw you. E2 Brute, stab, stab, stab in the back. Or was it stab, stab, stab in the back and go E2 Brute? If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's Julius Caesar from Shakespeare. I'm smart. I'm learned. I'm educated. So ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how you feel. You know what? Email me. Let me know on Twitter. MTG Ectoplasm at g, uh MTG Ectoplasm or NTGectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know. Because I am I in the wrong? I like having cards that are worth something. I hope you like having cards that are worth something. I love playing this game. But at least I know when I play the game, it's like, you know, if I quit, I can get something back. Can't get that back in most games. Just saying. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. Now, you're expecting... It's the shout-out section. Well, let me just tell you, you're not that far, but I have a sponsor for the shout-out section. And who's that sponsor? Rec Productions. Rec Productions is an awesomely disruptive crew of digital media and lighting production enthusiasts. They produce killer audio and video content for businesses, artists, and anyone else who wants to be heard and seen. For more information, visit their website, www.repproductions.com. That's www.the rec, the letter D, productions.com. Reproductions.com. Check them out. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, I do a show with Rep Reprodu- Productions Friday nights at 9 p.m. on Twitch called The Weekly Catch-Up with Handsome and the Other Guy. And take a wild guess who's handsome. And if you say, not you, but the other guy, I'm going to be really upset. Shame on you. Shame on you. I'm wagging my finger at you right now. So thanks to them, I have the shout-out section where I look for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Now, did you make it? I hope so. And looking at this list, not many of you made it. I'm a little disappointed. Why? Because I feel and I'm seeing less of us playing spirits. And if you're one of these people that said, you know, I'm going to jump to see another deck, okay, not a problem. I'm not going to shame you back to spirits, but just remember, don't forget the tribe because the tribe won't forget you. We're cool. We're friends. You do you, dog. But this is a deck that I think is top tier, in the top tiers, that has a chance to make noise with the exception of the through the through the breach deck that just just i think in in and out has our number but there's people out here that i see that are winning okay and this individual there's one person on this list that's doing it weekend and week out and ladies and gentlemen if that individual can do it you can do. I promise you that us, the spirit community, believe in you and one day I'm going to shout you out on the show. I know I am. Because that that's who we are. So in Pioneer, this individual got first place in Bant in a Pioneer prelim, and that's Theo Jung. Congratulations, Theo Jung, for getting going out there and proving Spirits is the best in pioneer. Now in modern, modern an individual went five L, five and o in Azorius build in an MTGO league. What I found interesting is he, this individual ended up putting five. Oh, sorry, he's five. What am I talking about? Three. Uh, hold on. Damn computer. Three. Uh, unsettled mariner. That shocked the hell out of me. I was like, really? Three Unsettled Mariner? Okay, not a problem. And on, uh, what he didn't do, which surprised the sh- crap out of me, he didn't, didn't put in four Chalice of the Voids. I was like, really? Let me just tell you his sideboard cards because he put the three Unsettled Mariner in there uh, and had one Spectral Sailor, so obviously he changed some some things around there. But in the sideboard, he put one Winds of... Uh, of abandon two deafening silence two force of negation two Deafening sphere two unified will three pet the exile and three core firewalker and that individual is simon that's right simon s number one m uh, number zero n simon congratulations congratulations to you Simon good job and then finally And finally, you know who I'm going to say, okay? If you don't know, well, you better ask somebody. That that somebody's me. Ready? This individual went 5-0 with a Bant build, okay? So I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you can win in Azorius and Bant, and this individual's proven that you can do that in both. Hell, Simon even proved you can do it in Azorius. That individual in an MTGO league was Dr. Quella. Congratulations to you, Doc. Mr. Queller himself, Dr. Queller. The one one and only. You know what? I I definitely have to have this guy on the show. So, I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I know some of you are going, well, Dwight, when are you going to break down Modern Horizons 2? Don't worry, that's coming up. And I have a special guest. His name is Dr. Katz, not Queller, but Dr. Katz. Okay, he's one of the moderators for... That's right, your spirit discord deck. And we're going to sit there and discuss Modern Horizons 2. What is completely spoiled? So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me on this episode. Remember, reach out to me on Twitter, MTG Ectoplasm. Email me, mtgectoplasm.com, uh, g- at gmail.com, or check out my website, mtgectoplasm.com. So, please, the hundreds. The 1,000 plus of you listening to the show, hit that follow, subscribe for me right now. I'd gladly appreciate it. And enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.